Welcome to Heaven and Hell. DJ Wilmot, Cat Lewis, Brinsawicki. It's a Saturday before next Sunday, which would be next Sunday, which would be... Well, the next Sunday that actually would be would be tomorrow, but that's not Easter Sunday. It's Palm it's Sunday. Palm Sunday. What, mm -hmm. Why is it Palm Sunday? The palms. Jesus came with the palms. And usually when you go to church, they'll give you a palm and people the, like, tie it into a, a cross. Did he write the palms book? Psalms or? No, I don't think No, psalms no. and palms, two different things. Why didn't he write any books? Who? Jesus. Jesus? Is he more of a... Of, I mean, it was more of a teacher. I don't know if he had time to write a lot of Did books. the church not accept him in, you know, his teachings? Is that why he would not be... Well, at the time, I mean, Judaism was, you know, the king of religion back then. So, uh, you know, they didn't see him as the Messiah. Whatever he did. I don't know why he didn't write any books. That's a good question. Yeah, he should have. Maybe he did and they're lost somewhere. You never know. <laughs> it might have made things a lot clearer. The, the lost gospel of Jesus Christ that he actually wrote, you know? Wouldn't that be something? Yeah. Of course, you know, um, if y'all know about this, but you know, when I was growing up, it was kind of a big deal. They made a big deal of it. But when you bought Bibles and you read the first four Gospels, the first four books of the New Testament, um, there was a thing called Red Letter Edition. And Red Letter Edition meant that if you saw the words in red letters, those were words that Christ actually spoke. I have seen the books with the red letters, but I did not know that that's what they meant. I thought it was more like, okay, Wait, the black we... letters or like the die thou they... talking, and then the red letters were like... In, an interpretation. So maybe it was different. They don't have books with red lettering? There, there's some Bibles, I believe, that don't have the red yeah, letter. Yeah, there's some that don't. You know, some, it, there's, you know, there's so many different versions of the Bible. There is. <laughs> and so many different uh, uh, things that have happened. But I'm talking, I go back to, um, well, I have my grandma's old Bible, which is an old Schofield Bible. It's called Schofield Bible, and it was more of a a reference type Bible you know it would have a lot of cross-referencing in the center there would be uh, passages that were associated to a small letter that you would find somewhere in the the main passage on that page and you know you could like cross-reference things and um, in the back there was an index that had different information like locations maps legends oh, that's cool. Uh, history uh, topics sometimes you wanted to learn about a topic or something and you could go back to that topic and find those Bible passages and it would talk about you know that topic so um, so they would have so the Bible's lined up so you know if you read a section or a verse says you know say you read you know a commandment and then it says it's reference to you know, Genesis 2-1 or something, you know, like to, you know, something that was said back then. So is that is that user interpretation of the connections that are made from the Bible, or is that supposed to go along with the same wave of thought from that verse that is referenced? I, I'm, I don't know, my Bible knowledge and my church knowledge is not at the level that you guys have. Okay, I am a casual churchgoer, and I like to, as we talked about before, incorporate, you know, your own self-religion. And not your own self-religion, but your own religion that you believe within yourself. And that kind of separates from, you know, the teachings of what church really is or what believing in the gospel really is. But my opposition to that is why... In the world, do I want to go to a church or, or listen to a church and, you know, hear their teachings that they're telling everyone to believe, you know, when when not necessarily that it's, you know, every Messiah, every prophet, every Moses, Adam, every, you know, Abraham received direct messages 
from God individually, and then he spoke them to the people. Jesus did not receive messages from God until he was on his cross. And, you know, there's, there's a message that he received from Satan while he was in the 30 days of, of trial, you know, of temptation, 30 days in the, in the desert, you know, wandering about and trying to survive, you know. Was he hallucinating? Did he hallucinate the devil because his, his power was so strong and his belief was so strong in the way his parents had raised him to, to believe in, you know, the power of evil and that ruled the world at the time? Or, or was he... Was he just in a state of depression and dehydration that, that evoked such a strong, powerful hallucination that, you know, that, that's what propelled him to his state of, you know, triumph over that. And his belief in, you know, having the cross and the crucifixion to bring the sins of mankind to extinguish, if he did that... And then he hears from his father, or his father carries out his plan from up in heaven that, you know, Jesus had foretold. Maybe his belief and his mind was so strong that he changed and he shaped the way we receive religion till this day. From zero, I think he was born in, what was it, 3 B.C.? 3 B.C.? And he was, and he died in 33 AD. He was 36 years old at the day of his death. So I'm kind of confused with, you know, the the terminology or the belief in the religion when we can't necessarily dictate and foretell, you know, what you know somebody's capable of doing in that time frame with the religious texts and the birth of religion and the birth of the nations. And the birth of, you know, power and kingdoms all throughout the Middle East where that was taking place. Nazareth, Jerusalem, the holy city of Jerusalem. You know, what, what is your guys' interpretation or your take on believing in, you know, the, the mental effect that somebody has compared to, you know, an actual message from God? I, I want to get into this subject because... It interests me because there's there's give and take with everything. There's there's belief in religion, but if you believe in something too strong, does that become part of the reality? Take your time, you know, unsolve the riddle and So you want to basically for example, if someone receives a message in a vision or, or something, how do we how would you say is that directly God, or is it just because a person was hallucinating? Is that what you're asking? Like, what? How do you know the difference? No. Um, you're sure, I, was trying I feel, to I feel like you're taking offense to what I'm saying. No, no, no. I was trying to figure out what the question was. The question okay. is, is, is like, why, why would it be chalked up as, you know, God sending messages and God propelling these beliefs into a person and God doing this compared to you know, something that's established today as, you know, a voice or a hallucination. What's the difference? Well, what's the difference between a voice or a hallucination today? Say if we see Satan. Say if we hear a voice that is of the higher self or of the lower self. The rule of three, that there is always a high self in the kingdom of heaven. That there is always a current self in earth that's battling between heaven and hell. And there is always a low presence that is down there in hell. You know, so that is my thought about, you know, our three states of being is high, earth, and low. There's heaven, hell, and earth. Mm -hmm. And heaven and hell are both on earth because if we can receive direct messages from our higher self and receive messages from our lower self, what's to make us think that when Jesus was hallucinating or when he was receiving, you know, temptation by Satan and the devil in his 30 days of trial, what's to say... He had that negative, that depression, that anger, that, that hatred build up in him from doing the 30 days of tribulation, which might have been an illusion that he had to do. And then, you know, he was finally sanctified or he was finally, you know, Christified 
while he had his last moments on the cross. Can you guys tell me your, your take on this philosophy of vision about Jesus and what happened with my vision of what happened? I might need a little thinking on that one. <laughs> You're talking about Jesus, right? Yeah, Jesus. Well, for starters, you have to you know, accept the fact that Christ is God. He came to this earth and he didn't stop being 100% God. He is now 100% God and 100% man. So the 100% man part is, is because he's here in the physical state and 100% man because he is being tempted by the devil. So what you're saying could be a possible hallucination you have to remember too that Christ prayed through this whole time and he fasted. So fasting is a thing that is meant to help you focus on something more spiritual, prayer and meditation, that kind of thing. So your theory of the three threes, I mean, okay, so you got God above, you got Christ on earth, and then you got Satan trying to like mess with the works on the third level it still doesn't change the fact that Christ is God would you say to live is to be Christ I would say to live we should want to be like Christ we should live to be like Christ to be like Christ well sure that's what he said but do you believe that by doing that we we have to accept that there is our lower self and there is our higher self I think if you accept it, you truly accept it, and you allow Christ to be the center point in your life, and, and you go through him on all this, through prayer and reading, then he's told us that he's going to give us the desires of our heart. So that would is supposed to be motivation enough, I feel, to um, do the work and to be that, to, to try to be more Christ-like. Now, the part where the... Earthly rewards or heavenly well, rewards? Well, earthly rewards are only... <clears throat> are, you know... Are, you mean, as far as our, like, granted, our greatest wishes and stuff like that? Well, I mean, obviously we're here. We're here for a reason. I mean, if God wanted to just create a whole bunch of people and put them in heaven, he could have went that route, too. Why he decided... Or, I don't even... I, I even say it in he. I probably shouldn't even say he. I should just say God. God decided that uh, he wanted to do, or God that God wanted to do things this way. Why? I have no idea. I have no idea why. But why do you believe our connection with him now is not as strong as it might have been in the past? Say, for instance, you know, in the past, you know, there was more messages from angels. There was more, you know, you know, direct contact from the higher self than there is now. There's no, there's no white noise. There's no uh, uh, things that are messing with you, like cars, like internet, like like you know all these things that we have now in modern society. You know, the more things modern we have, uh, they have a tendency of taking the place of other stuff and and clouding up the 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 mix and stuff like that. So you, uh, those things are are definite distraction. Yeah, I agree. I was going to say evolution because, you know, things when Jesus was alive, for example, they were a bit more simple, you know, and you had an opportunity to meditate and pray with a clear mind. And like he said, now cars, Internet, and just the phone. Look, look how far phone has come. The phone used to just be a simple screen where you could just call somebody. Now you can surf the Internet, FaceTime, surf all types of stuff record stuff take pictures take selfies put it up on social media so there's always a distraction and then with the way the world just keeps evolving technology coming the world just is ever changing and some people just lose touch of that and you don't even have to associate it with religion and god you can just say you know for example how people grow up sometimes you're closer to your parents when you're younger and then as you grow up the relationship just kind of starts to not maybe be as close depending on the person some people's relationships are still close so you don't even have to look at it from an um 
a religious way you can look at it as an earthly way sometimes just with evolution and with time some things just start to spread apart but that's why you have to continue to work on that relationship it doesn't have to be a bad situation in order for you to always or only talk to God there are always a, a way or a, or a day where you can just talk just like hey wake up and just say hey God what's up thank you for waking me up this morning hope I'm having a good day today if I'm not I'll be back talk to you later so you know it, Sometimes I think people forget that you just don't have to wait for a bad situation to talk to him. And I think sometimes people just start to forget about him and then that relationship gets lost, that connection gets lost. And So you're saying without the white noise and back in the day, you know, our relationship with God was stronger because there was less things taking up our time. You know, we still had work and we still had labor and we still had a bunch of things to, to try to accomplish back in the day. But there was more... There was more clear-mindedness and that clear-mindedness helped develop and shape the world that we live in today because of their belief and their strength and their stronghold in the church and through God as Jesus and you know there is the there's the world above that Jesus is is God of he, he's God he, he took the place of his father and he is now God so he is our father. Is that is that a way to look at it too? I mean, we're going to pause on this mo uh, motion right now, and we're going to play a quick song, and then we'll be back with some more talk to discuss whether or not God is Jesus or whether or not who is the one that you know allowed his son to be crucified on the cross. Keep it tuned right now. You're listening to JCHW Radio, sponsored by Echo Doc. <laughs> commercial but he's like sponsored by echo and you know, that's the commercial but you know we're going back to the subject to topic who is the holy father before jesus was he the first man was he an ancient alien was he his cat's like yeah he was an ancient alien <laughs> no because he always referenced ancient aliens you love that show <laughs> No, I was watching one the other day, and they had uh, they had Thor's mind and spirit crows that would fly out and and receive messages, and then fly back to like Odin. Like Thor, like helmet hammer throat. No, Thor? no, Odin, Thor's father. Oh, 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 oh he, okay. He had the two ravens that would fly out and would, you know, pick up information from around the world and bring it back to Odin. You know. Oh, okay. So like in Game of Thrones. You know. Oh yeah, they did have crows. Okay, did they have crows that did that? No, they did ravens. They sent out ravens, the ravens for, yeah. for messages. That's how they were messaging, you know, back you and forth with the tribes. Yeah. Everybody tells me that. Everybody. Man, I, I came in kind of late, too. I, I feel like I'm like the only person on the planet late. that doesn't watch that. I came in four seasons late, my husband and me. We, like, binge-watched enough to get to, I think, like, yeah, season five, which was, like, really good. It's really good. It's really good. Season six starts this summer, so. No, no. No, seven. Yeah. Seven. You got to yeah. get season six because. Season six, no, I watched it. Yeah. Because that's when. Yeah, the last yeah, two episodes. Yeah, was, yeah. The last two episodes of season six are just crazy. Yes. It's crazy really good. good. It's, yeah, it's crazy good. good. You should you know? watch it. Yeah, it's fun. You know, it's 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 a soap opera. It's a total soap opera. You know, you just got a lot more. You know, but it's sex unpredictable. <laughs> That's what I like about. To me, it's unpredictable. The characters are good. You know, yeah. the characters are really good. They, they, I like that the dragon girl. Oh yeah, the oh, dragon. Yes, she's still she, around. Yeah. Oh yeah, she's from season one and she's still there. You know? Oh yeah, she's, she's still oh, there. Oh she's yeah. yeah, totally developed. And as far as you know, her character is really really good and. And what she does, it's it's always fun, you know. I mean, that's the thing about it. It's it's a fun show, you know. I mean, a lot a lot of it is uh, uh, you know highly entertaining, and and like I said, the characters are good, writing's good, um, it's enjoyable, it's fun. Yeah, it's good. You yeah. you should you should try. You you got to try watching. I already it. tried watching it. I, I really? can't get into it. It's an hour long, and it's, 
Oh, brother. It's You'll good. do this, though. Right. <laughs> You'll do this for an well, hour. Well, that's because this is like, like balancing the cosmos. That's <laughs> <laughs> fun. So, what is, uh, what is the, uh, well, what, what is, who is God before Jesus? Do we know that answer? Who is, who is the one that, that created the Garden of Eden? Is he, is he an old, you know, spirit, soul, the first thought that ever existed? And he has this, hold on, let me, let me pull this out. You guys haven't seen this. I got an image of God. This, this guy right here. Take a look at this. He looks so angry. He is angry because they <laughs> ate, they bit from the apple. Why well, yeah, so but you're getting angry? an interpretation by R. Crumb. I know, but that's the way the cookie crumb bowls. Is he? No, is he, R. Crumb is, is you know, bad? very... Is, no, he's... R. Crumb's Satirical? Yeah, okay. but since the 60s. I mean, he he's he's done several famous things, but, you know, it's... Eve uh, is crying, and Adam he, uh, just looks like... He just draws, he draws his people, puppy. you know, like... like <laughs> Oh yeah, our crumb. That's good. I'm actually impressed you have an our crumb book. Well, I, I searched your time. I, I searched for your time. All through the uh, the the comic book store for, I, I saw this and I'm like, what is this? And it said the book of. I couldn't read this part right here because it's kind of hard to read. I took it out and it's like Genesis, the power of God, fifty chapters, illustrated by our crumb. Adult supervision recommended for minors. Oh, interesting. Okay. What's a minor? 18 or 21? I thought it was still 18. 18. In some states, I think it might be different. So when you envision God, is that what you envision? I don't know. I don't think I have a thought in my head of what God looks like. I agree. Yeah, I mean, I think people always try to draw him to what they think he might look like. Um, But how do we know? I I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> I don't. I don't have one particular. Like, like he we said, do, he, she. We don't know. I don't. We draw God like it's something physical. You know, we mm-hmm. always, we always do that as humans. We. I mean, how how do you draw something that you can't see spiritual? You know, it's. Well, that's probably we how always, we're drawn. We always draw <laughs> God as like this old gold guy. You know. Yeah, and, I mean, and, he looked more like uh, King Triton or Zeus to me personally. He reminded me of Zeus. <laughs> Zeus. Uh, you know what I reference when I think about, about Greek mythology or ancient Roman mythology or whatever mythology? I reference the movie Hercules because the way they interpret, you know, the gods in that in that you know scenario of like Zeus throwing thunderbolts down, it's like you know he's depicted much like this picture right here of an old man that has white hair that's just happy all the time, the higher self. He definitely didn't look happy in that illustration, though. <laughs> he was very mad, I guess, about that apple because he. I don't know. He it's almost mad. like it's, right. al- it's almost like in the world of illustrators, there's like the generic like head god guy or whatever, and they draw them all the same. Whether it's Zeus, whether it's Odin, whether it's you know, yeah. everybody's the same. You who's, know, I, who's the Bible written by? Is it written by God or God's uh, interpret? Is it the interpretation of, of God? All those, all the well, people in the book, right? According to the Bible. The Bible verse says, All scripture is given by inspiration of God, and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, and for instruction in righteousness. That's what the Bible says. So But like Mark wrote Mark and John wrote John and John also wrote Revelation. Mm-hmm. All those people wrote this their interpretation or their version of the story that they encountered. So right here it's saying in chapter fifteen of Genesis it says Sometime after these things, the world of the Lord, the word of the Lord, came to Abraham, Abram, in a vision, saying, "Fear not, Abram. I am your shield. Your reward shall be very great." It's got a depiction of the same God, you know, Whoa. showing up in light. This is a comic book. It is a it looks il- like illustrated, a, but it looks like a comic strip. It is graphic novel. Graphic. Graphic novel. Graphic this is, novel. And this is God right here showing showing Abraham Abram the, uh, the the cosmos the, the stars taking him on a journey much like in the book of Enoch you know where they call Enoch up to heaven you know who is uh, what's it, who's his father you know isn't his father um, isn't his father who's his father who's who's Enoch's father Abraham no I forget it's in here somewhere it's in yeah. the Genesis book I was gonna say we can always ask Siri. That's what she's there 
Oh, Siri wouldn't like that. She's, she's, a, <laughs> she's a robot. She's not going to pull up biblical mythology or biblical history, you know. Google. What what is our interpretation of Jesus in today's culture? Is it something that we have to maintain to maintain the belief, or is it something that we have to, you know, lose? Is it something we're losing sight of, or is it something that we're just you know milking till the bitter end? You know, like the the belief in Christianity is it something that is just you know Cain. Cain. They said Cain is had a son who's Enoch. Right. right. And then they said that the reason Cain would not be hurt after killing his brother Abel was because, you know, he had to do work for the Lord, right? He said, leave this area and go search refuge or start a new land and, you know, create and make up for the the murder that you had done by working for the Lord, you know? That's essentially what... Am I, am I right on but this? But does it come full circle to Noah? Because then Noah, you know, everybody dies at Noah's family. So, what ha- you know, where are these people, all these people that happened as a result of Cain or Abel, you know, is that a line that comes back to Noah? See, my interpretation of Noah is, you know, there is... I said, you know, I I said that like 30 times in a row. At least. Yeah. (laughs) You know. Well, that's like how a lot of people say like. Yeah. Like, um, like, um. It was addicting. (laughs) It was addicting, right? Where's my, where's my fix? Right. No, but we're going to talk about the, uh, does it come full circle? Does it come full circle? I don't know. I don't know if it comes full circle because... You know, there, there's not a reset button that can be pressed every time. What, what would you do today, instead of wiping out 5 billion people, what would he do today to repopulate the earth? Would he kill the bad seed, and would he, you know, rise the good seed? Or would the good seeds not be present on earth if earth is truly maintained by Satan? What, what, what would what would that be? What, what you know? You you two have two different scenarios. You have children. You don't have children. I'm kind of throwing this out there as like you know, if your time on Earth is done, does that mean you know you, you have worked and you have done your fair share of time on Earth to to go up into the the holy zone of heaven, or if you still need to you know please the Lord in a way? Does that mean, you know, you, you have to ascend on or descend on into uh, future beings of your, your own culture or race or your, of your own self? You know, we get on that topic and it's like, you know, you come from two different worlds right here. One having kids and one not. Um, but God was able to impregnate Virgin Mary without, you know, without actually having sex with her because she was still the virgin when she had birth giving birth to Christ, Joseph the foster father, you know, taught him and raised him as if he was God. And his belief in raising up Jesus to be God, and they said when he was born there was a light all around him and the angels, you know, sung in heaven or the stars shined incredibly bright or something. And, you know, it's truly a great story. I want to get your guys' thoughts. I don't know if I have anything to lead off of into for you guys to, to catch on or, or to say something <clears> about, but just what, what do you guys think about, you know, that in general? You know, general philosophy of a couple statements. Well, to answer your first question about, you know, how he would do it today as far as repopulation or cleansing the earth or however you want to term it, I would say he would still probably do it something similar on a massive scale if he if that happened but there's also the the rapture where he'll take those souls so i think who takes the souls hades or or god oh satan yeah uh god right you could also also reference him as pluto but god is pluto you know what no no (laughs) pluto is another term for hades so oh i didn't know that okay um all right, because Jupiter is one of the Greek gods too, or something, or Neptune, Neptune, Neptune. Okay. Anyway, um, but yeah, I think it would still be on some grand 
scale if that's what you decided to do but there's also the rapture and so there's I think it I don't I don't know about that one now the second question on whether if there was a so you still have to please them in heaven I don't no, not not oh. still have to please them in heaven, but you've done your time on earth, so therefore your your family or your race or your, you know your your basically your family gets called up to heaven oh, to live you? Eter- to live eternally in in you know if it's the death of a bloodline if it's if it's the death of a bloodline, you know do oh. you go up to heaven and all your works you know you know I hope so does it does it does it does it go for living in in heaven, you know, for eternally, if if you do good works on earth, you know, because what is earth, you know, you, you know, you have children, so you carry, they carry on you, but you're still young, but they, they carry on you after, <laughs> even though it's your birthday today, right? I, I'm, I just turned 21, yay! <laughs> <laughs> I, I just got hit in the face with the nose. <laughs> yeah, okay, but, um, I... If, if, let's say for some reason, knock on wood, something happened and, you know, my children at this age, five and three, and we all died in a car crash, all me, my two kids, and my husband. I mean, I can only hope that we all would end up in heaven, um, but I, I think we're still looked at on an, at an individual basis. I don't think just because we're all related, we would all go to heaven. It would be nice if we did. Children, however, I think children still hold on to that innocence for a while. So I personally believe that all children go to heaven because kind of like all ducks go to heaven. But like all children go to heaven because they still hold on to that innocence that as adults we tend to, to lose because we start... We're corrupted by drinking and smoking and using drugs. It's just life. It's like just anything. Bad. Yeah, it's, it's not it's, drugs and it's, smoking it's and alcohol. It's the moment where... You start to question certain things. It's the moment where you know the difference between right and wrong. And that's that the point. Yeah, that is true. We because the, age, you still of a, have the age of accountability. You start, you what know. What age is that? It's different for everybody. 21. <laughs> People would like to believe that. It's, it's after, you, after college is, is when you can figure out what's right and wrong. No, I, it, it's, it's, I mean, you know as a little kid if you did things that were wrong. I mean, you knew it, and then you still did them because, you know, you could, thought you could get away with it or because it was fun or, you know, that, that it's, it's as early as that. Yeah, but there's still a lot of learning involved with children, depending on what age. Like, if they're, like, 10, 11, you know, it's, it's a little different. Things, but, yeah. like, my children that haven't even hit grade school yet, they they're still learning. Yeah, still Mom learn. and dad are still their their main dependency right now. So if they do something wrong, I'm held accountable because I need to teach. I'm still teaching them teach that. Them. So if for any reason, knock on wood, that something were to happen to them today... I would expect for them or any child at that age to go to heaven because they still have innocence. There's nothing they could really do wrong except get on our nerves. <laughs> but that's not a reason to go downstairs. So. There, there's nothing they could do to not go to heaven as children because they have their innocence? No, no, no. Go to hell. Other place. Oh. They, I feel like as children at that age... there is only one place for them to go because they still have that innocence. They haven't done a sin yet, you know? At least nothing that they are aware of. I mean, they can't... Um, Is that why angels are viewed as children? Children are viewed as angels? I've never, really never thought about that before. I mean... You mean, like, look at my precious little angel, that kind of thing? Well, no, like, you know... When if they, I would have seen a vision of an angel, I would see a child? No. No, I'm talking about, like, all children... Are not angels, but you know, I mean, you know, do you ever depict children as you know, like you say they're innocent? Mm-hmm. Okay, so that gives them the the pureness. So if they're pure, pure good, you know, or pure, you know, we're not talking about you know, you get to turn five and then you go into school and you start doing funny things to people or something. We're talking about. When you're first born into this world, you're an angel sent down from heaven. Or you're, you know, or, or you could be a demon sent up from hell to, like, re, refocus your life and to uh, save your soul again. You get another shot, you know? Like, the, the, the lower self goes up to earth to prove itself worthy of heaven. 
or the or the heavenly self goes down to earth after being disproved or after, you know, angering God. Do you think that's something that we can touch on? I think when we're we're born, I think I think God has that power of creation, yes. We all come from God. But I don't think we're born as angels or born with de- as demons and flesh to come and do what they do. I think that because of free will, we're born with like a clean slate. And as we live, we make that choice to go one way or the other. I don't think we're born a certain way just yet. But that's just me. I think because of free will, you have that... Uh, that uh, heaven and hell would have their opportunity to sway you on either side. I don't think that happens at birth. Uh, but that's just my opinion. I think you're kind of born in the neutral zone. And then as your experiences happen in your life, that'll put you in one direction or the other. Kind of like a point of light or a point of darkness. Probably. And I think at that, whenever someone makes their choice, it happens at at, at various times of their life, it's not... And then we go to school and learn that all teachers are witches. <laughs> um, but, um, but yeah. What was that? Do I have a curse on me now or something? Is no, the, I just... Is this circle going to turn into a square? I mean... No, I just think that uh, um, any point in anyone's life can... Like, for example, with the, the testimony that I had uh, last week with the, my, the situation with my church, if I didn't have um, a connection with God, if my mom didn't raise me a certain way, uh, or if I had any other bad experience in my life, that could have easily made me been like, you know what, F it, I, I can't do this religion thing anymore, and I could have just left it alone. See, I think that there are certain points in people's lives where it has that opportunity where they're like, okay, they're at their weakest point and the devil's going to be like, all right, come in, come on to the dark side. But you got to stay strong in your faith so you can continue on in the life if that's what you so choose to do. And some people choose to go the other way because it's easier or it's more fun. So, Temptation. The hour of temptation is lifelong. Mm-hmm. All right, we're going to pause right there. That was a 20-minute segment, and we're going to play some more music, come back on air, and we're going to talk a little bit more about heaven and hell on JCHW Radio. This is episode three for season three, and we're changing it up a little bit today, putting some music in the station uh, show and just an entertainment for, you know, religious, non-religious, you know, different perspectives, and basically anybody who is, you know, trying to get more informed about the fiction or the non-fiction about what they believe in heaven and hell. And do that. I, I know I've been playing uh, MLB The Show a lot, and my team's name is The Smoking Joes, as I, you know, just kind of told you guys last week. But um, I'm thinking about joining a softball league thinking about joining the softball league in uh in clarkston here and you know trying to play some summer softball <coughs> you, does that. you were talking about um volleyball you were a volleyball player mm-hmm. and, you, and brent was a soccer player yeah i've actually been looking for uh maybe like a volleyball club like an adult volleyball club but because i actually miss playing but i'll never see it but my husband does softball in the summer he likes it because he grew up playing baseball all his life so he plays softball with uh with a couple of his buddies from work and some other people they got a team together and they play in this league over the summer in, in southgate so that's what they do it's pretty cool i never i mean i played soccer when i was younger i i didn't it it probably stopped at about eighth grade ninth grade like i said i got my growth spurt and i didn't I lost all my speed and it was more awkward. So, you know, I started focusing more on sports that weren't uh, a team, so to speak. You know, you either could cut the mustard or you couldn't, which was, uh, you know, pretty much cross country and, uh, you know, track events and things like that. But cross country, um, I did pretty much every year. I was in junior high and high school with the exception of my senior year. And then, um, 
my junior year, I actually gave it a go with uh, basketball because I would, you know, like I said, I was starting to get more comfortable with my body and and not so awkward, and I was tall, and I was I was decent basketball player, but uh, once again, school politics, and I really just more sat the bench than anything. Uh, so my senior year, I decided to just work, and I didn't uh, I didn't do any sports. Yeah, it's um, those politics uh, with school sports really. You know, take away the the passion that somebody has for sport in general. You know, they they try to take away this passion. You know, but you know that that's only on the the varsity level. You know, when you're when you're going up to the varsity level is when you have the most fun, because you know it's it's like the coaches don't care as much. You know, there's not as much weight, not as much money. You know, involved. I know for me when I played football. Um, you know, there wasn't a big, you know, pay-to-play program. There wasn't a big, you know, um, am I doing the you-know thing again? A lot? Is it a lot or is it kind of like on average, you know? Uh, Maybe on average for you. <laughs> so I was like, You could be getting way back and we don't know. Right, you know? <laughs> I'm trying to program you guys so you know, you know? <laughs> We should just oh, we know. Take, we should take shots every time you say it. That would be great. <laughs> oh, we'd be drunk in like five bet, minutes. It would be bad, but it probably one entertaining show. <laughs> we should do that one time. I, I, get, I get that from my dad. My dad's like talking all the time, and he's like, he's like, you know this, you know that. And it's like, Dad, you tell me the same things I already know. You know? Yeah. <laughs> hey, you know. Don't you know that the bird is the word? Everybody knows that the bird, bird, bird is the word. <laughs> I don't have that song, so that won't be played in the uh, repertory. Drat. I like that. The Trash Men. The original? The Trash Men? Or, or the, the one that uh, was played on Family Guy. Yeah, The yeah, Trash Men. Yeah. The Trash Men. <laughs> of course, you know, the Ramones also did it. And uh, so, did the, bird, so right? did the Cramps. So. Yeah, I have no idea who the Cramps are. I might have the Surfing Bird. Isn't it called Surfing yeah, Bird? Surfing bird yeah, Surfing Bird. Yeah, that's what it's called. Okay, I'll see if I have that. You guys got to help me get rid of the, you know, you just give me like a cue. Like, oh, man, we didn't turn on the on-air sign. Can, you want to hit that switch right there so it's like, you know, we have to have the blue light. Blue right. light on air. We're still on air. I mean, we have a whole hour recorded already. I just like to have that light on, and now it's like. Official. You know, yeah. <laughs> Um, I think we should we should definitely do like take shots. The word the word the phrase of the day would sips. be you know take sips of a mixed drink. Don't take shots because you'll you'll be falling all over the place. You won't remember anything. And, and is that any way to have a Christian attitude towards somebody's speech, Jesus drink speech wine? What are you talking about? <laughs> I think or, it'll be fun. It'll be interesting. Somebody turned on the repeater on Joe, you know, somebody's got that. We should invite our viewers to do it too. All of our viewers, every time he says, you know, drink. Responsibly. Hashtag. Listeners. <laughs> huh? You said viewers. Did I say viewers? Yeah. My bad. <laughs> they can tally it up and then they can post it on the comment feed on every every uh, episode. Yeah, we should take a tally. How many times Joe says, you know, you got to take a shot. Drink responsibly. Hashtag. We could have like a raffle, you know, like at the end of the season, you know, who, you know, came, who came up with the most You're starting time, it now. So. <laughs> you said it twice in a row. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Look what you started. <laughs> oh, that's funny. All right. I'm going to focus on what I say rather than just say. Sometimes I get this carefree attitude where I just speak. And I don't realize what I'm speaking about because I'm too busy connecting things. That's what I like to do is I like to take what Brent says, what Kat says, come up with a subject or a topic sentence and project that back to drive an interesting conversation. Now, when... I come up with this conversation 
we have different opinions. That's what Brent brings to the table. He brings church history, church knowledge, and knowing the life of a Christian growing up in the church. Cat brings opposition to, you know, one. I wasn't I wasn't going slow there. I, she she sped me up a little bit, you know. I looked at her and and, and she's like, what "Wait, are you, how are we gonna blame this on me?" She's like, "What she is he?" Called. She's like, "What is he gonna say? Hurry up and say it so I can get my turn speaking." And no. I, I was thinking to myself, you know, I was doing just fine until I looked at cat. Oh man, that was funny. <sighs> you okay, go ahead, take take the floor. I'm, I'm not. I'm gonna I'm gonna take a breather. Oh, yeah, what, what are we, we going to talk about? Was there a question in there? I, I started laughing, so if there was a question, I didn't you put hear the, it. <laughs> you put the pressure on me to say that word, and it worked. <laughs> the word fault? is not the bird. Oh, how is this my fault? I don't understand. It's, nothing's my fault today. It's my birthday. That's right. I can't get in trouble today. No Can you make a wish for me to not say you know again? <laughs> I got to use my birthday wish for that. <laughs> I'm telling you, we should have, we have to do it again. Right at the moment when you blow out the candles, you're going to think of me saying that word, and then you're going to make that wish, and then that's going to be your wish, and then I'm never going to say you know again. Oh, We're going to have a lot of empty worse. pauses here on air. <laughs> I know. It's like you physically can't do it, you know? It's like liar, liar, you know, I can't lie anymore. <laughs> that was a funny movie, too. Well, the information section of this portion of talk... Um, you know, what's better, um, or I'll just try to change it up a little bit and say um compared to the forbidden knowing, all-knowing God that is up above. Because that's what we try to be. We try to be all-knowing. And with that taken to the figurative or the literal translation, we're going to take a break, play some more music, and come back with uh, some more talk. Twenty-one. Twenty-one. <laughs> uh, don't we all wish we turned twenty-one every year, right? Is time an illusion? Are we all just still whatever age we believe we are? They say you have to become childlike in old age to reach the kingdom of heaven. To resort back to childlike behavior from once you were born as a child, you will return as a child. Hmm. We are all children of God, right? Yeah. I guess I don't know I've never heard that before so I don't know but I think it all pertains to your personality like some people have an, an old soul so you don't really think of them as having like a childlike personality you ruined my punchline oh. the old soul's back today okay sorry my bad no it's alright <laughs> as long as you make your birthday wish for me quitting saying the, the knowing okay <laughs> she's like that's not gonna be my birthday wish I mean, what, what is the philosophy of blowing out the candles on a birthday? I don't know. I don't know where that came from. Is it like Wishmaster scenario? It's like every time you make a wish, be careful what you wish for. Oh my gosh, I'm not. <laughs> Brent, is there any significance to blowing out the candles? Um, you know, I don't know. Uh... Siri like, I, I, I was going to say, let's ask Siri. <laughs> yeah, I, that I don't know. I never really, uh, I never really delved into the the, uh, the lore of the whole blowing out the candles. I heard something about Easter, though. I heard that Easter is actually pagan and has something to do with fertility. Did you guys ever hear about yeah, that? Yeah, because it's an egg. Yeah, like the like you're actually there's actually some ritual or prayer or something that has to do with some. I think a goddess of fertility and something about that's where the eggs came from like I, I don't know that 
I don't know what, what to believe because it's kind of like Halloween when they say like, oh, you, you're worshiping the devil and some people who are really religious no, don't want to celebrate Halloween. On Halloween, you carve pumpkins to keep away evil spirits from the house. Oh, that's what jack-o'-lanterns are for? Yeah. Oh, I, I don't know. But I, I know growing up in the church, they say like, no, you don't want to celebrate Hall- Halloween because the history behind that is satanic. And I'm like, but we're going around collecting candy dressed up as princesses and in Thor. And like, I don't There's understand no the dr- evil behind people it. People don't dress up as princesses and Thor anymore. They dress up as well, know, somebody who's got a mask that, that, that you <laughs> squeeze a button and then blood dripples down the, the plastic mask. There are still the, the innocent the crap children out of me still as dress children. up as princesses and superheroes. Like my boys uh, last year, my oldest was Snoopy. And then my youngest was Miles from Tomorrowland, who neither one of you probably know because that's like a Disney Junior cartoon. <laughs> so he's like a little boy that lives in outer space and his whole family are like I was space thinking cadets. about Disney today and Disney got me thinking, you know, when I went there and I went on a safari at Disney, there was like, you know, an absurd amount of alligators in this area. Like, there was no room for another alligator to, to even breathe. They you all said just, Disney World, Florida. Yeah. Okay. I used to work there. Oh, sweet. I was a bellhop at the Tower of Terror. Welcome into the Hollywood Tower Hotel. We will send you off to your rooms. But first, you have to fasten your seatbelt. Because you never know about these elevators. Sometimes they take you up. Sometimes they take you down. And sometimes you'll run into... A bellhop that's been here since 1934. Disney. Disney. This is not a Disney production, but you know how every Disney person goes rebel, you know? Like, they start off, you know, all nice, young, and innocent, and then all of a sudden... They let loose like Miley Cyrus. They let loose like (laughs) Miley Cyrus, Britney Spears. I don't know about Justin Timberlake. He still hasn't kind of let loose and turned into a, you know... But you know, Brittany and Justin and all those other people who are on, like the Mickey Mouse Club, they weren't like into the Disney Channel. They were like in the Mickey Mouse Club, but I noticed on Disney Channel they like have a show and then they'll have a, a decom movie and then they'll come out with albums that are kid friendly. They're on Disney radios. Like their whole life is Disney. So I think when Brittany and Justin and all those other people that were on Mickey Mouse Club, they their whole life wasn't Disney. So I think when you have people like Selena Gomez, well, I don't think Selena Gomez kind of went haywire, but Miley Cyrus. Well, she's posted naked on her new album. Who? Oh, Selena, Selena? Gomez. I remember that she's in the album. I got the album on here. But of course you do, because she's naked. No, I'm kidding. No, <laughs> don't classify me as that type of a person. Well, the do first you, thing you said about naked? the album was I that ha- she was naked. I have naked. a Rolling Stone, I have a Jesus poster, and I have a Star poster with Imagination. I don't have anything in here that, that signifies my lust for women. <laughs> I just thought it was funny because the first thing you said about the album was that she was naked on the cover. When I I thought of her, well, girl you said she didn't go bad, and I was like, well, I got a point to. Well, her to... music didn't doesn't sound any different from what she was singing when she was on the Disney Channel. Miley Cyrus went two completely different routes. Well, she started talking about take, talk, uh, taking Molly and all types of other. We stuff. used to have a cat. Her name was Molly, and this is not a reference to you, but <laughs> we did have a cat named Molly. <laughs> I used to think I used to think that you know when she was referencing Molly, like. She was, like, smoking the remains of my dead cat, you know, like, I don't know. That kind of... Scary. Anyways. No. Um, no. I, I get that a lot when people call me cat. It's, it's always something that has to do with the animal. Like, they, I've been called kitty. I've been called Kit Kat, which is also a chocolate bar. You get... I was... The one interesting nickname I had was from a girl that I worked with. She's called me Meow Meow Badunkadunk. <laughs> and I was like, what? Every time she saw me, she was like, Meow Meow Badunkadunk. And I was like, I never floats your boat. Thought it was funny. But, yeah. Noah's boat? Who? Noah's boat? Noah's boat? Whatever floats Noah's boat, like the water that would rain down from the sky. Oh. Sure. Okay. <laughs> Brent, what's up? What's going on? What, what is your take on this? 
Which part? Metaphysical Halloween. Halloween. Not Halloween, but Easter and and as an egg. Do you believe we were all born from an egg? What came first? The chicken or the egg? The chicken. Chicken. No, the egg. How do you know? The chicken came from the egg? No, no, no. The chicken is a human, okay? You know, you ask yourself what came first, the chicken or the egg. Everybody's like, the chicken. You know, if chicken is God, then he creates the egg. But if God is God and he creates the egg, which hatches not a chicken but a human, you know, what's what's to say the whole world didn't start from inside an eggshell? What's to say we're not all inside the eggshell of Earth right now and we're trying to break out and break out into the metaphysical realm? Going deep. You guys are like, you're like, what is he, what is he, what is he doing? I'm drinking just Coca-Cola from Mexico, a Mexican Mexican Coca Cola, so that's that's the only thing nice. that I'm doing. It's not just natural. You put Bacardi in there, didn't you? No, I put <laughs> I put Bacardi in Red Bull. That's what I put Bacardi in. Isn't that an oxymoron? That's too okay. Too late. I never understood alcohol in an energy drink. I don't get it. Well, it defuses the alcohol, and it makes it so it tastes, you know, energetic alcohol. <laughs> But I thought alcohol was suppresses, a downer. It suppresses drinking. the depressant, which makes it an elevation. But I thought alcohol was a downer, which, and your energy drink is an upper. So I don't under, I don't get mixing. The, I don't. I don't. I've never tried it, so it's, I don't know. It's the heaven and hell of drinking. Right. <laughs> I'm still waiting for the day I walk into a cigar store and see the the heaven and hell cigar. They have they have a schizo cigar. They have an ogre cigar. They don't have one for depression, but I want to walk in there and, and see the heaven and hell one for, uh, you know, like the highs and the lows of somebody's emotional state. Manic depressive. I'm not a smoker, so I know nothing of cigars. I know they're big. That's about it. And they're, the Cuban ones are the best ones, apparently. That's about the gist of my knowledge. Monte Crisco's. I bought Prize Fighter yesterday. Romeo and Juliet were always a good one. Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I like those. And, and Monte Crisco's, of course. Well, I told Sam, Sam and Mike, that I'd give them a shout-out. You know Sam and Mike over there on uh, Sashable? Sam Cigar Box? No, I've never been there, actually. It's a, it's a nice cigar box, and he's got a lot of different cigars. There's Wild Bills, there's Sam's, but I like to go to Sam's and get cigars. There's your promo, Sam and Mike. <laughs> Is that their real name? Yeah. <laughs> you go to Sam to get cigars, you know. Sam's another word for... You know, what in the Sam Hill? I had a friend who actually married to Sam Hill. And then, you know, he, he had a chapter in his life where he's like actually saying the words, what in the Sam Hill? It's a long story. Not really. But not something I can share on public airwaves. Oh. <laughs> Anyways, um, we're coming to the tail end of this show. Right now, what's what's the name of these soccer teams? Uh, Bournemouth and is it what Chelsea? Bournemouth and Chelsea. Sixty-seven minutes into it, and here's the penalty kick, and it's good. They score. Well, looky there. Three to one, Chelsea goal. Takes a three to one lead. Well, you know, you know what's going to happen is yesterday I was watching the Tigers game or listening to the Tigers game. And I was so incredibly stoked for opening day that I had a cigar and I was trying to pretend I was the skipper. You know, I was like, this is going to be ball outside. This is going to be ball outside. And then it's like, ball outside. And I was like, yes. And then I was like, okay, bottom of the ninth or top of the ninth, two outs. What's going to happen? No, I don't, I don't know this play. I just got to smoke my cigar and hope that something good happens. And then when I was hoping, you know, something did happen. And they got the pop-up and they got the out. And that's what Jesus' Jesus's major message was to all of us, is hope. As long as there's hope, there's life. As long as somebody hopes and believes, hoping and believing. And that's what the prophets, that's what his followers did. They hoped that Jesus was the Son of God and that, he, and that their faith in him would be rewarded. And that's what Easter, Easter teaches us, that... You know, faith in the Lord, Jesus Christ, will bring us 
to his presence and hopefully allow us into his kingdom that he preached about while he was on earth. So we had a good time today talking about a bunch of things. Anybody want to, any final words? Brent got me some Prince songs that I'm really, really excited for that has been really hard for me to find because Brent is awesome. So thank you. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. Best birthday gift ever. I want to be jamming in the car. On like the loud. Oh, these I'm so excited for these B sides right now. You have no idea. <laughs> it's my birthday. What else you got going on for your birthday? You going out to dinner? Or? Well, um, I'm gonna go get. Uh, I'm part of a, a wine club, so I get like a free birthday flight. So I'm gonna go and do that. And then my husband has some other stuff planned that I don't know about. So I'm excited, but a little nervous because you know. A man planning stuff, especially my husband. I'm like, what you got going on? I'm a little nervous, but, you know, it's still my birthday. He can't really go wrong. At least I know he's trying to do something nice, so that's, that's really good. So mm. we shall see. I know there's food involved later, so. <laughs> and he says I don't have to cheat for Lent, so that means he put some some thought into where we get to going to eat. Because a lot well, what'd of, you give up for Lent? Well... I usually always abstain from meat, um, and uh, but I don't uh, do it just on Fridays. I do it all of Lent. But this this year, I decided just to be vegan. So I, I tried that. I, I made it like an hour. It was. It's been. Yeah. It, it's, in the beginning, it was not as hard because I was exploring different things to eat. But um, can't do fake eggs like that's it's disgusting. What is it? What are fake eggs? It's like okay, I tried. Is it like is it like rat milk? Because I watched a Simpsons episode recently where Fat Fat Tony was uh, making the children in the elementary school drink uh, rat milk. Rat milk. Oh, oh God, no. Mm. Um, (laughs) um, it comes in like a powder form. It's called vegan eggs, and you use like cold water, and it actually fluffs up, and it looks like eggs. It's the color of eggs, and uh, it's. And I've seen people actually use tofu as well, and I think they use the spiced turmeric to give it some flavor and give it that yellow color. But uh, I just can't get down with that, and I honestly miss bacon. Like, that's my biggest thing. Like, I'm like, oh, my God, I really miss bacon. Everything's better with bacon. So, like, I was like, okay, I could probably be, like, 80% vegetarian after Lent. Uh, But, yeah, there are times where I'm going to have to have some bacon for, for breakfast and... I can't just give up. If I'm giving up bacon for a breakfast, I at least want to have, like, some eggs with my potatoes or something because it's, it's way too much. But other than that, it hasn't been too hard. So it's been pretty simple. Cool. So... Did you give up anything from it? I gave up... You gave up the phrase you know. That should be that should be next week. <laughs> don't, re- don't say that ever again. I don't ever want to hear that word again. What, what, what did I give up? I gotta think about this. Um, I might have given up playing Madden, which is kind of good because it's out of season now that it's baseball and hockey season. NHL playoffs are starting up, and soccer's on. But I mean, I don't watch soccer. It's not like an American sport. It's more of like an English sport. Um, polo. I did a report on polo in college one time, where I. You know, figured out how the game of polo is actually played. So that was kind of cool. But I, if I gave up anything, I'd, I'd probably say I gave up playing uh, Madden, the video game. Mm-hmm. And I got on, I got on Sony's case because I was like, you know, there's no other rival to a football game. And I was like, man, they need to bring back Game Day because I played Game Day 1999, Game Day 2000, Game Day 2001, and then they had the 2K series. Then they had Madden, then they had Game Day. There's three different football games you could play. And now there's only Madden, and they're racking all that money with, you know, those Ultimate Team cards, and it's just like, you know, you give your kids a credit card to say, you know, you want to buy $10 worth of something, and then they, before you know it, you got it maxed out because, you know, they're trying to be the, have the best team and be the most competitive. And it's just like, you know, what I just figured out is, you know, play the game to have fun. That's, that's the moral of the story. Just have fun. Take it easy and, you know, you know, as long as you have belief in God, you know, it don't matter if you're first or last. What matters is, you know, there's always going to be somebody better and there's always going to be somebody worse. And 
that's what God teaches us and Jesus teaches us that we're all we're, we're all part of his his plan we're all part of his agenda and you may be first today but tomorrow you may be 22nd you know you may be third today you may be five tomorrow you know everybody's got a different place on this planet and you know just remember there's no one dominant god except for jesus christ and he rose and lived and is the leader of the kingdom of heaven after dying on the cross and sacrificing himself for our sins so on that note i think we'll end today's episode we're not going to be back next week but we will be back the week after that and we'll be ready to talk some more about the divine realms of heaven and hell right here on jchw radio Cat Lewis, Brent Sawicki, any final words? Oh, I hope everyone has a, a nice day off next week and is able to, you know, celebrate Easter with their families. Happy Easter. Happy Easter. Happy birthday. And Thank you. We'll, we'll all have a, a, a good weekend off and give us some time to catch up on some episodes if we missed them. All right. Uh, catch you guys later and 